0: Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Sensitive Collective podcast. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created Sensitive Collective to be a space where empaths and sensitives can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journey. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener because feeling all the feels healing from past trauma old patterns and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel confusing and sometimes honestly super lonely but you are not alone there are more of us empaths and sensitives waking up to our nature every single day and the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform both you and the entire world, and it's why we're here. So join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I'm so happy you're here. Enjoy. Hello, my love. It's Laura Ann just hopping on here before today's episode to invite you to book a free discovery call with me. Let's figure out what it is you need. Let's get clear on where you're at and what your needs are. So, so you can determine what your right next aligned step is, whether that's working with me one-on-one and healing mentorship or something else. If you are really looking to take more intentional action on your own healing and empowerment journey as a sensitive to help heal your own worthiness wound and start really believing that you are worthy, that you are enough, and uh, that your needs deserve to be met, then I'm your girl. Book a call with me and let's see what that right next to line step looks like. Plus, it would be just so wonderful to connect with you. Um, I would love to learn about who you are, what's going on in your world, and how I can best show up in support of you on your journey. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so excited about this episode and um, you know, closing out the three-part boundary series. So without further ado, enjoy. Hello, my love. Welcome back to the Sensitive Collective Podcast. My name is Laura Ann. I am your host and healing mentor. And I'm so excited today. We're diving into part three of the Boundaries series. How do you even boundary? Um, and like when I titled the episode, it's like, How do you even boundaries? Like, I just remember. Um, when boundaries were so new for me, that was the feeling that I had. It was kind of the energy behind it. It's like, everyone's talking about, about boundaries. I know that I need them, but I'm just not clear. Like, how do you even do this? It felt it felt like I was just going to disappoint everybody. It felt really daunting um, and really terrifying. And so this episode is to help you with some of the nitty gritty of how to actually set boundaries. Now that we've talked about, um, you know, why they feel like such a challenge for us. We've talked about the different kinds of boundaries, the different boundary styles. Um, If you haven't listened to those uh, episodes, I definitely suggest you go back and and listen to the last two to get a little more insight around that. And um, today, yeah, we're gonna talk about the how. So self-reflection is your friend um, when, when working with boundaries, you know, self-reflection is going to be your bestie. Um, it's like that, that self-awareness piece, because when we think about it, and, and as I mentioned in, uh, the last episode, you know, a boundary, um, it really is you setting kind of limits and the rules of engagement inside of a relationship, um, so that your needs are met. And, In order for your needs to be met, you have to be clear on what those needs are. Um, So a a really common question that I get, it's like, well, how do I even know where boundaries need to be set? Like what, what, where, what relationships need boundaries? What are those, what boundaries should I be setting even? And um, one of the easy sort of, you know, if you, if you just want to Sit on your, your sofa and think about it while you look out the window um, with a cat on your lap. Uh, you, one of the things you can think about is where you feel resentment in your relationships. Where are you feeling resentful? And for some of us, that's going to be a really easy thing for us to access. It's like, you know, you don't have to think too hard or feel into it for too long to have an answer. It's like, I feel so resentful of my relationship with my sister, for example. I'm an only child, so I don't feel resentful of my relationship with my nice sister because I don't have one uh, from birth. Uh, I have some soul sisters in the world for sure. Um, but you know, just giving yourself permission to be really honest about where you're feeling resentful and knowing that inner critic is probably gonna come up and try to shame you for feeling resentful because you should be perfect and you should be able to take care of everybody because that's your job and da 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 da, right inner critic is gonna like be super harsh and judgy um and so that's okay (laughs) it's just a part of the process so just be really kind with yourself when those thoughts are coming up and just you know notice them acknowledge them thank inner critic for trying to protect you and then put it to the side set a boundary with your inner critic which we'll get to more later um but yeah just saying where do I feel resentful and giving yourself full permission to notice what comes up for you I think a lot of the time um as as sensitives and especially if uh, you're um a sensitive who identifies as a woman Um, or who has been assigned as female um, and sort of seen as as woman in the world, uh, we we are brought up to, you know, self-sacrifice and people-please. And so there's this element of just deep guilt for wanting not to be in that space, for wanting it to be a different way. And there's so much shame and guilt that comes up around trying to have your needs met. And so I want to normalize that for you. It's okay. (laughs) And, um, it doesn't need to be that way anymore. You can start through the act of setting boundaries and starting to really value your needs and making sure they're getting met. You're going to start to build that resiliency and that muscle. And over time with practice in boundary setting, you will start to feel less guilt and shame. Um, around and, you know, abject terror of disappointing others (laughs) in setting boundaries. So self-reflection around where am I feeling resentment? Um, You can, you know, do a little bit of journaling if you like. I have some journal prompts for you. Um, You know, the first one being, where do I feel resentful in my life? The second is, what is causing me unnecessary stress or discomfort? The third is what do I look forward to each day versus what do I dread each day the fourth is who or what gives me energy the fifth who or what areas in my life do I feel exhausted by and lastly what makes me feel safe supported and valued these are really great journal prompts just to give you um a little bit of a depth of understanding and self-awareness around you know where are my limits being really tested and in what areas of my life and in what relationships could i start to set some boundaries um another exercise is the circle exercise and this one is you you draw a circle on a piece of paper and inside of the circle, um, you are listing all the things that make you feel really self, uh, sorry, um, really, uh, stress-free, really supported, really seen. Um, and just listing that out again, sort of free associative style, just give yourself permission to just write whatever comes up. Um, And so for me, you know, one of the things that would go inside the circle, uh, my uh, daily morning align time that I have for myself, Um, you know, getting to go on nature walks with my dogs, Uh, having time to go on walks with my mom, she's one of my walking buddies, Um, you know, time in the in the kitchen to prep for meals for the week so that I have really wholesome, healthy, nutritious, nourishing food uh, that is easily accessible for myself throughout the week. Being cuddled by a friend, being cuddled by a furry companion. um, You know, the list goes on. So just listing inside of that circle, whatever helps you feel really safe and supported and stress-free. And then outside of the circle... You're going to list the things that feel the opposite of that, Everything that makes you feel frustrated or resentful or uh, situations or people who feel really uncomfortable or even hurtful, painful, um, and uh, go through and just, you know, list again, free associative, just all outside the circle, everything that's coming up for you. And that's a map. That is a map on where to set boundaries in your life everything outside the circle, it's sort of pushing on your limits, it's pushing on your boundaries. Um, and you can go through and get a sense of, um, sort of the, the intensity of the, the transgression, if you will, um, or the intensity of, of the need for, for the boundary or how, um, yeah, just how energetically charged each one of those feels. And, um, I would invite you to start with the ones that feel less charged because you're building resiliency. You're building your boundary muscles and you know, it's kind of like when you're building muscles at the gym, if you go and you look at this huge 300 pound weight and you've never lifted weights before, you're like, there's no way I can do it. Um, that looks horrible and then if you do try to do it, you're gonna like totally throw your back out. Um, It's the same with boundaries. So just um, start small, baby steps, uh, the ones that feel more approachable and accessible and then you're gonna start to have this really beautiful positive feedback loop because you're starting to implement these boundaries um, and feel that you can and see that it's possible and start to get better at it. And then with practice, as you start to you know, work up to some of the bigger boundaries that need to be set, you're, you're going to be better set up for success with that. The other thing with setting boundaries, um, that the root cause of why boundaries are such a challenge for us and, and why so many sensitives uh, have a poor boundary style, whether it's porous, whether it's rigid, um, it really comes down to the worthiness, the worthiness wound as a root cause issue. And working with your worthiness wound is one of the ways it's going to really support you in shifting um, your boundary style because when you start to integrate that deep healing work, Everything else starts to shift what What you are going to deem as acceptable behavior towards you in a relationship (laughs) My cat is scratching her little heart out over here. You can hear in the background Um, What you deem acceptable is going to radically shift as you start to heal Your own worthiness wound and boundary setting is a part of that work it's a piece of the puzzle so boundary setting it's a part of reparenting your inner child you are are showing up and being your own protector you are showing up as an empowered and autonomous individual and and you are saying through the act of setting boundaries, my needs matter. I am worthy of being seen. I am worthy of being heard. I am worthy of love. Also, by the way, those are some very powerful affirmations to use with yourself when you're doing work with boundaries. Um, But that is you sort of stepping into the role of parent to your inner child because we learned that we weren't worthy as children. That is where we got our worthiness wound. And so doing this work is also helping to heal your inner child. Um, On the flip side of that, also doing deep healing work with inner child and um, working with you know, radical self-love practices, these are going to also address healing and the worthiness wound. and will And through integration of that healing process, it's going to support you in having healthier boundaries. Again, because the way that you perceive yourself and your worthiness is going to actually just kind of shift your view. It's, it's again, it's like you're putting on a new set of glasses and you're seeing everything clearly for the first time. That's what starts to happen as we're doing this deeper healing work. And that's so much of what I do inside of healing mentorship with folks one-on-one is working with inner child um, because the worthiness wound that we get as, as little sensitive kiddos that is one of the root causes for a lot of the struggles and challenges that we experience as sensitive adults. But moving back into some more of the logistics of how to set boundaries, um, actually, I don't know, I feel like I feel like I should share, I, I feel really called to share a little bit about my own journey and my own story with this um, because I've just... I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, like how much I have healed in the last 10 years is absolutely, um, jaw dropping for me when I really stop and think about it and feel into it. Um, and I just have so much love for these younger versions of myself, even the younger version of myself, like, you know, pre sobriety, seven, six, seven years ago, um, And just how lost and desperate I felt and how how deep that worthiness wound was and it was just like open it was just open wound just actively festering and oozing and um, and just the the beauty of the layers of the love and work that I poured into myself through the years and the amazing support that I had through that whole journey um, and kind of patting younger versions of myself on the back for even like asking for support because that can feel really hard too um, when we're sitting in a place of feeling unworthy. It's like, I'm not worthy of asking for help. And then there's also, you know, kind of the shame around um, you know why is this so hard for me I think a lot of sensitives carry that that shame on their heart as well um, because you know, we have a unique set of challenges based on our innate gifts and traits as sensitives in the world it feels like a miracle I think when I when I try to find the words to describe the shift in, how it was when I started working with boundaries and how I feel about it today, it really feels like a miracle. It feels like if I, as my present self, were to go back in time and try to communicate the reality of how I feel about myself and who I am and the way that I show up in my relationships, that the younger version of myself would have called bullshit. She wouldn't have believed it because she didn't think it was possible. She hoped it was. Clearly, she showed up to do the work consistently enough um, for me to be here today, but it felt so far away. It felt so far away, and it felt, um, especially in those times when I was in really manipulative and abusive relationships, um, it felt so impossibly different from the reality that I was experiencing that was like, can that even happen? <laughs> is that even really an option for me? Um And I just, I'm sending her so much love because yes, baby girl is an option. It is an option for you. Um So if, if you're asking yourself that question, um, listening to these episodes about setting boundaries, know that it is a possibility. It is an option for you. And it's just baby steps. Just take baby steps. Just consistent action. Just holding on to that, that hope and that belief that you are worthy. Take my word for it. If you're doubting yourself, you are. And um, just, just keep on keeping on because you deserve it. And it is possible. And you don't have to do it alone. I'm here. There are therapists out there. You you may have a friend who wants to be like a boundary accountability buddy with you. And there's so many options um, for you to to reach out and get support. And just know that you aren't alone in this. And that um, you are an incredibly powerful being. And if what you're doing isn't what you wanna do anymore, if what, what you've been doing in relationships isn't serving you anymore, then you get to decide to, to do it different. And you have the power to make that choice um, every single day. And once you have, <laughs> what does it look like to set a boundary? The three C's, create, communicate, cultivate. First, you got to create the boundary for yourself. You're the one that matters, right? You're the reason the boundary needs to exist. And so just get super clear. Why does this boundary need to happen? Ground into your why. Visualize it. Um, Any of the prompts or the exercises that you've done to help you figure out why the boundary needs to happen. um, You know, just really feel into why it's so important for that boundary to exist in the first place. Because it's going to help you stand your ground as you you go through the process of communicating and then cultivating the boundary down the line. Step number two: communicate. This is where the other person gets involved. You're going to verbally communicate the boundary to the other person. If you're doing a verbal boundary, uh, sort of flashback to different kinds of boundaries, um, you know. Verbal boundary setting is sort of what we're talking here with this process rather than energetic necessarily or physical. Um, But you're going to communicate the boundary to the other person. So when communicating a boundary, use I statements. Um, I statements that are in setting the boundary. It's going to allow you to communicate how you feel and what you need. Simple. Simple. Keep it simple, baby. Um, keep it simple, sweetheart. Is it the kiss? <laughs> All about the acronyms today. Um, so, I statements versus you statements. Such a powerful difference energetically. I invite you to play with this in other aspects of your life as well. Um, but when communicating a boundary to someone, if we're using a you statement, it can feel way more harsh. And put the other person more on the defensive than need be. If we were using I statements, it's going to feel different. It's going to land different for the other person. So here's an example. A you statement boundary could be something like, um, you're really exhausting me right now with this. Um, I, can't, I can't help right now, but here's this uh, website that I think is going to be a great resource to answer your questions about that. Eesh, eesh. <laughs> it's like, ooh, you're exhausting me right now. Really? That is super harsh. Um, and especially for us sensitives, you know, we love, we don't want to hurt you. We love you. <laughs> it's like The last thing I want to do when I'm setting a boundary is to make someone else feel bad. Um, and you know, especially if it's, uh, there's a higher risk of that, especially if it's a situation where I've been sort of suppressing my need to communicate this boundary for a while. And all this resentment has built up in my relationship, the chances of sort of the energy and the snark behind that comment is going to be like much greater. Um, so yeah, let's minimize, (laughs) let's minimize all of that. And, uh, use I statements. So an I statement of that same kind of situation would be something like, um, you know, I started with you, but let me, let me start over. Um, so-and-so I don't have the energy to help you with that right now, but, um, there's this really great website I think would be an excellent resource for you in the meantime. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. such a world of difference, that I statement versus the you statement. So um, you're communicating, you're keeping it concise and clear, I statements saying, you know, how you feel and what you need. And then comes step three, which is cultivation, cultivating those boundaries. And that is just something that is gonna happen over time, um, especially in relationships where we've had little to no boundaries at all. It's a big shift. It's a big difference in the way we've been showing up in relationship with folks. And so um, there may be a little bit of a bristling uh, period of time uh, where where they might bristle against the boundary, um, where they might completely forget about the boundary, and you need to gently remind them. In those situations, I really like to... Um, you know, just put in there that, just a a gentle reminder, it's not the first time we've had this conversation, not in like a, you know, shame on you finger wag kind of way, but, you know, just to be clear that this is me reminding you about a conversation that we, a boundary that's already been set about something we've already agreed upon. Um, So it could be as simple as, um, you know, I, I just wanted to remind you about the fact that I'm actually not open to to talk about religion because it makes me feel really uncomfortable in this in this setting at work. Um, so, can we talk about something else? Boom, super simple. Still, I statements. It's a reminder, You're setting it very clearly and offering a subject change. <laughs> so. Um, That might be something that needs to uh, be reset again and again. Um, And just, you know, be mindful of how folks are kind of treating, reacting to, and respecting your boundaries. Like I said, there's a natural period of time where people might forget or only kind of remember or maybe tease you about it a little bit, depending on what, like, your family dynamic is, for example. And you'll need to, you know, stand your ground and cultivate the boundary and, you know, be really kind with yourself if the teasing kind of hurt your feelings, Um, whatever it is. The thing to really look out for are the super dramatic reactions to the boundary setting. And these are really great opportunities for you to spot red flags in your relationship that you might otherwise not be fully aware of. Um, you know, and as you're doing the deep healing work with yourself and as you're starting to love yourself more and heal the worthiness wound, you may start to observe like, oh my gosh, I am in a super toxic relationship and I want to normalize that for you because it has happened to me so many times, so many times over the years and please don't beat yourself up about it. If that starts to happen as you're doing this work, know that, um, it's, it's something that happens for us as sensitives is getting sucked into toxic relationships where we're being gaslit or manipulated, um, oftentimes with narcissists. And so if you're in one of these kind of toxic dynamic relationships and you're starting to set boundaries, you're going to get some pretty drastic reactions to the boundaries. Um. There, there might be just a complete denial of the need for the boundary, a sort of like a, your crazy defense, super defensive, like hyper defensive, but then also a switch over into kind of being a victim and it's like, this is all your fault. And very often in, in these kinds of relationships, you'll go in to set the boundary and then end up apologizing for something that you've done. Now, if this pattern, if this dance, if you're like, huh, that sounds really familiar, that happens all the time in my relationship with so-and-so, that is a huge red flag, my love. Heed it, pay attention to it, get curious, and take a look at it, and I invite you to start setting boundaries to see if that's a pattern that continues, because if it is, um, you might want to re-examine whether or not you want to stay in that relationship. Um, like I said, there's a difference between sort of the the natural human reaction of adjusting to someone starting to set boundaries in a relationship and someone who is super manipulative and absolutely taking advantage of you, who is not going to allow you to have boundaries in your relationship. There's a huge difference there. So setting boundaries is going to help, um, you know, Help you determine the the distinction between those two situations and help you set healthier and healthier boundaries for yourself as you go through life, getting into that positive feedback loop for yourself as you continue to build your boundary muscle and build your capacity and your resilience in setting boundaries. Because that's all it is, just like everything else, it just takes practice. You can absolutely do it. I think, um, as sensitive, this is one of the places where your sensitivity can start to feel like a superpower again because um, when we start to turn our sensitivity in towards ourselves with genuine curiosity in uh, self reflection practices to determine our needs, um, we get better and better at doing that. And so you're going to become just this incredible boundaries guru where, where it's like, it, it stops even becoming something that you have to really consciously think of because you're really attuned with what your needs are and you're much, and, and setting boundaries feels just really accessible to you. And you can do it off the fly in the moment. You don't have to journal about it first, right? That is a great place to start. And absolutely don't, you know, make yourself feel bad if, if that's where you're starting. Um, just know that wherever you start, that's not going to be where you are forever. Just consistent practice and you'll get better and better. It'll feel more natural, um, until you fully integrated it and having healthy boundaries is just your boundary style. Ah, oh, I love you so, so much. You are worthy of love and you are worthy of your needs being met. And I, um, I'm just so happy that you showed up to learn about setting boundaries in your life through this series of podcast episodes with me. Thank you for showing up and trusting me as a guide on your own healing and empowerment journey as a sensitive. And I'd love to close out as always with a loving reminder to myself and to you that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.